Welcome to Postscript, the American Society for Pharmacy Laws podcast. My name is Henry Hine, and I'll be your host today. The American Society for Pharmacy Law, ASPL, is a nonprofit with attorneys, pharmacists, students, and others interested where the law interfaces pharmacy. You can see more about the American Society for Pharmacy Law at ASPL.org. Today, I am honored and we are happy to have two guests to come and discuss our diplomat program. And uh, let me go ahead and bring on board. I've got Patrick Carpenter and Aaron Albert. Patrick, are you there? I'm here. Patrick is a regional director operations uh, with Option Health and a past class member of our diplomat program. Aaron, are you there today? I am, sir. All righty. He's a vice president, pharmacy relations, see if I got this right, and chief privacy officer with the Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company. Um, also a past member of the Bi- diplomat program and the coordinator of our diplomat program. Is that close? Works for me. All righty. So let me just uh, throw out what is the diplomat program at ASPL? Well, first of all, Henry, thanks for having us on the podcast. Really appreciate the opportunity to come share a little bit more about the Diplomat American Society for Pharmacy Law Program. This was an initiative by or based on some member feedback that we received several years ago now about we as a society with ASPL do a lot for early career professionals. We have scholarships. We have programs for pharmacists in law school, et cetera, at very early career stages. And we also have new opportunities and options for people later in their career, such as a retiree member level now for membership. What we were kind of missing was something in the middle for our mid-career professionals, the bulk of which many are members. And so that coupled with the board of directors is always looking for new and exciting talent to join the board of directors and officer positions and committees, we decided to put together this Diplomat American Society for Pharmacy Law program to address those in their mid-careers with the opportunity to rub shoulders, if you will, with the leadership of ASPL, attend a board meeting, find a mentor in the pharmacy or pharmacy law space or regulatory space, go down a rabbit hole, do a project of their own during their uh, leadership year, and then most prominent as well, expose them to a variety of leaders both inside ASPL and just thought leaders in general in the pharmacy law and regulatory space. So we're trying to create a win-win here for the mid-career professional to kind of beef up their connections and build their leadership skills. And then for ASPL as a society at large to grow and foster relationships with the next generation of leaders here at ASPL. So we've done this program before, and we're coming out with it again here. Um, When does this program start? The program that I was in with Aaron, the first class ran from January to November of 2022, so a year-long program. The next one we're launching at the ASPL annual meeting, which occurs between November 2nd and November 5th of 2023. 
So it's got a change in, in timing there. Why did we move the timing, Patrick? What, what's the difference there? We decided, based on feedback from the first class, that we wanted to kick off class two at the annual meeting to provide a better sense of camaraderie and uh, getting to know the people that you're going to be moving through the diplomat program with. That, that sounds really logical and really good. Aaron, you've kind of tested us uh, a lot to unpack maybe on, on why it was started, but there's a lot there. You were also in the program, and so you agree that it's nice to kick it off at the annual, the, the big conference. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think for year-long leadership programs and opportunities like this, I, I see a paucity of them in the marketplace as well for pharmacy professionals at large. There are quite a few certificate programs, certification, of course, in pharmacy, there are board certifications as well. What's still kind of missing, at least for me personally, in my career path, were those opportunities for more of those in-depth leadership programs, particularly around the intersection of pharmacy law and regulatory compliance issues. So uh, for me as the individual member, not only, I guess I'm like hair club for men, you know, like I'm, I'm also their biggest customer in that, you know, I really wanted to go through my own leadership uh, year long experience and learn more about these, this intersection of pharmacy and law from a career perspective, but also make connections to people that are in this intersection as well and learn from them. So a lot of I guess, personal reasons there as well, in addition to the larger reasons that I had just previously articulated as benefits to the society at large. Sure. That sounds great. Patrick, let me ask you, what did you learn in your year with this program? Henry, we had uh, experts from the field talk to us every other month uh, about a variety of topics and topics that the class got to weigh in on. So we selected PBM, regulation, FDA, someone from the DEA came to speak to us. So there's a bunch of different experts from around pharmacy law coming and talking to us about the substantive area they practice in. So that was fascinating and learned a lot about all a variety of topics, general leadership topics, even running for office. We had a congresswoman come and speak to us as part of the diplomat program. So it was really an opportunity to, as Aaron mentioned, that, that intersection between pharmacy and law and policy to see from a variety of, of players in that field, what they're doing, how they're using their education, what their work experience was like. That's, that's really what I learned from the program. Wow. That's really good. And let me ask the same direction to you, Aaron. What do you feel as if you learned in the one year while you did the program? Yeah, I'll pick on another facet of the opportunity or the experience. Um, a couple of items. Number one, I went down my project rabbit hole and all DASPL candidates are required to complete a project of their choosing um, by looking in depth at something in the intersection of pharmacy and law. My project was on value-based contracting for gene therapies and ultra-orphan uh, drugs that are very high dollar. I really appreciated giving myself the space through this program. It kind of forced me to think through what value-based contracting looks like, how long it's been around, the history of it, and where we're going. So I loved that aspect, that independent research and querying portion of the DASPL program. The other part that I really enjoyed was connecting to my mentor. Uh, my mentor 
is a gal named Valida Fredlin. She is a chief privacy officer for a very large healthcare hospital system here where I am in the Midwest. And she was just delightful to meet with. I've learned so much from her, not only in terms of HIPAA and of course patient privacy, but also digital privacy, the GDPR and all of these bodies of law now about things like the right to be forgotten online, the right to delete your social media profiles, things like that. So she is not only a thought leader in kind of the HIPAA space, but she's also a thought leader in the broader dialogue about digital privacy as well. So just to have conversations with her and make sure that she was on my calendar, not only to check the box around the DASPOL program, but to establish and foster that long-term relationship with a new mentor to me was such a great reward from this program. Well, and let me follow up with you, Aaron. Uh, I, I noticed that you are the chief privacy officer with Mark Cuban's cost plus mail order, so to speak. And so is that a connection? Did the diplomat, you know, mentor help you maybe indirectly, obviously, uh, but lead to a career here, lead to a position? I had already been in the position when uh, we started with the DASPOL program, but she was definitely someone that I could bounce ideas off of if there were concerns, um, just at large, again, about, I think there's a broader conversation out there beyond HIPAA. I mean, HIPAA has been around now for a long time, but digital privacy at large, I think is also a really important topic. And she and I in the past have, you know, bounced ideas off. We've co-presented on uh, digital privacy in the past, but to just make sure that I'm keeping that relationship with her over time and to have somebody else who's kind of third party and objective to bounce ideas off of sure. someone who's been there, done that, I think has been tremendously helpful. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let me drop back to Patrick here just briefly. Patrick, we, we found out, I think it starts with the annual conference. When does this program, this uh, second the diplomatic program coming out now end? Class two is going to be a year-long program, as we mentioned, beginning in San Antonio, early November, and it's going to run for, the, for class two all the way to the annual meeting again in November. That one's going to be held in 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. So it'll start at an ASPL annual meeting and end in an ASPL annual meeting. And those historically, and they're still continuing to be, are generally the Thursday through Sunday of the first Thursday and Sunday in November. Do I understand that the uh, candidates that are accepted are required to attend those meetings, those two meetings? That's right, Henry. Yes. Attendance at both meetings would be a requirement uh, to earn the diplomat. All right. So let me drop back to Aaron uh, being coordinator here. Uh, how can people apply to this diplomat program? Yes, the best question of all. So if you're interested in uh, participating in our second class of the diplomat of the American Society for Pharmacy Law Program, our call for applications and the application itself will be open on June 1st, 2023, and it will run through July 15th of 2023. Just as a heads up, however, if you are planning to apply, applications will be reviewed on a rolling basis, and we do have a maximum class size of 12 candidates this year. Why 12? Well, th these programs take a lot of resources. We do mentor-mentee pairings. We have projects that the candidates will be presenting 
on at the 2024 ASPL meeting. So there's a lot of detail that goes into this program and uh, a lot of commitment on the part of the association. So with all those resources in mind, we do need to limit the class size. So if you're, you know, really thinking about this, if you're mid-career, five years or more into your pharmacy and or pharmacy law career, and you really want to make a commitment that's a year long to leadership, I would strongly encourage you to apply as soon as possible because we are reviewing those applications on a rolling basis. And once we reach the maximum of the class size, we'll have to unfortunately shut off uh, the application. Wow. All right. So let me ask another question, Erin. What is the cost to the candidates? Yeah, that's a great question. And we did an assessment, both the board and our subcommittees and credentialing committees. We looked at the marketplace to see what other year-long leadership programs run in other pharmacy and pharmacy law associations. We have, I think, a very fair and reasonable $1,500 commitment fee that is non-refundable once you are offered a position uh, within the class. Most of the year-long leadership programs that we assessed in the marketplace run at that price point or much higher. There are other pharmacy associations, for example, that have, you know, $10,000 or more for Uh, a year-long leadership program. So we're trying to keep it very fair and reasonable for candidates. Really something else important, I think, to keep in mind is that part of your tuition covers your registration fees for the 2023 annual meeting when we kick it off. And then in 2024, registration is comped because you are technically a speaker one of the requirements of the DASPOL program to complete is to give a CE presentation, a capsule presentation, we call them, on your year-long leadership program. So speakers are comped registration. So you get two years technically of comped registration to attend the meetings, which I think is a great win-win for everybody. Wow, that's great. That's great. To find out further about this to apply, do they go to the website to see or do they contact you guys? How do people follow up and and push forward on this? So anybody interested can go to our webpage, ASPL.org, click on education, and then there is a separate tab specifically for the DASPL program. On the site, effective June 1st of this year, we'll have not only the application, but included all the dates that are required for attendance throughout the year for the DASPOL program, as well as frequently asked questions around the program itself. So all the details will be right there at that page. You can also click and see uh, members of the first year's class. And I would strongly recommend that anyone listening here, anyone considering the DASPOL class two, go ahead and reach out to any of the class members in class one. LinkedIn is a wonderful tool. Reach out to those folks and get their opinions on the program, just like Patrick was kind enough to share here today. I think it's really important to hear, you know, differing opinions about what each of the first year's class got out of the program. And I think that'll help make that final decision one way or the other for the candidate. It's great. It's really good. It's a great program from what I've seen over the year. Um, Patrick, let me just ask, and and I'll ask Aaron second, but um, what was your favorite aspect, favorite feel for the program when you went through? 
It's hard to pick just one thing, Henry. And I was thinking about this as we were reviewing the criteria for class two. Uh, Aaron had asked, what should we change? What, you know, how much should we charge and all of that? And I was all in right from the beginning. I was so excited about the program from, as I mentioned, the, the material that we learned, the experts that we got to meet. I can't think of another opportunity where you would be able to meet so many experts in the field of pharmacy law at such a rapid pace. Considering all of that, if I had to say just one thing, what was my favorite? It was it was the camaraderie of the group. I mean, from going to ASPL, having a mentor there, being a first-time ASPL attendee and being assigned uh, to a mentor there, the whole society was friendly and welcoming, and I felt a real connection right away from the group. And aside from that, going through the diplomat program, my classmates, uh, some of them have become really good friends. So we made connections that, that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And so that camaraderie really was my favorite part. Wow, that's amazing. That's really good stuff. I'm happy to hear it. Aaron, let me ask you the same question. Basically, what was your favorite part? Well, Patrick kind of stole my answer. But, <laughs> um, one of the things that I really appreciated about it retrospectively was that, you know, one of our classmates even got a great new job based upon the fact that they have this DASPL, uh, you know, distinction from their peers, which to me, you know, from a career development standpoint is such a huge win. You know, you think about the time and investment for the program, you're committing to a year long, you know, program, I think, if you get the ROI out of it, something phenomenal like that, I mean, I don't know how we could do any better as a society in growing and developing the next generation of leaders. For me personally, I loved hearing from Representative Diana Harshberger, as Patrick mentioned, she is our only woman pharmacist in Congress right now. And she had amazing stories to share about her run and, you know, what she does in Congress from a day-to-day basis. And I think, you know, for us, I'm just out here working. You know, I don't get the opportunity to interact that much with congressional candidates, senators, etc. So to have the opportunity to talk to her in a very intimate setting about, you know, running for office, for example, I think that was such a huge moment for our society is even just putting that on her radar screen about ASPL and our group. I think all the way around, it was wins for me. Wow, that's that's really good stuff. You know, the conference is uh, now that you've wrapped it around, and it starts with the conference, and it's going to end with the conference. It sounds like it's really a good upset. Our conference, uh, for those that don't know about it, we have over two dozen speakers that are experts in their narrow topics <laughs> of uh, pharmacy and law, and so it's an amazing conference. And and hearing how exciting it is for the diplomat program, it, it just makes so much sense. Let me just wrap up a little bit here and double check that I've got some things down here. It sounds like the application is June 1st through and including July 15. People go out to ASPL.org and they can locate the diplomat materials there to go ahead and apply and uh, look further and research it a little more. There are two required meetings and correct me if I'm wrong, but we've got November two through five of this year. And then next year, November 7 through 10, two different live meetings that the uh, these people will, the candidates will be required to attend. And basically there is a fee 
Uh, sounds like it's a reasonable fee, $1,500. And okay, well, I really thank you guys for coming on today. Hopefully uh, you'll get, well, you will. You'll get tons of candidates here. I don't know how quickly they're going to come in. And we do thank you for coming for PostScript today. And I want to thank our listeners to the American Society for Pharmacy Law podcast here at PostScript. And for more information for the Damsel program, please go ahead to ASPL.org. Again, its registration is June 1st through July 15th. And I am Henry Hine, your host, and we thank you for listening today.